Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Taylor. We have two. Look, honestly, I'm just, as I get older, I'm having more and more affection for MTV. Like, I really appreciate what they're doing for us. And As if, Alyssa, I wasn't going to blow you up about your new TV show. Oh, my God. Before we get into all these TV shows, you silly, stupid girl. <laughs> You guys, Alyssa has a new fiercest fuck job working on the new HBO Max animated adult show for Mindy Kaling called Velma, based on Velma from Scooby Doo. Yes. Which I couldn't, I, I could any of those words I just said be any cooler? This is so cool and exciting. She's Thank a working you. girl, honey. Thank you. Um, I feel like the show it's announced, but it won't come out for a while because it's animated. So we will like I'll remind you guys when it comes out and ask you to watch exactly. it. Exactly. And then I will get I get to be a crazy proud mom like a year from now or whenever the fuck it comes out. I have no idea. Animation blows my mind. I don't know how long things take. I'm about to learn so much about it, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm very excited. Um I get to be a writer on the show and uh it's it's awesome. It's it's so exciting. So thank thank you for uh for pumping me up. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we could get into how much we appreciate MTV. Okay, MTV though. <laughs> um, I am so excited that Siesta Key and The Hills are back. Um, I if you're sleeping on Siesta Key, like I, you got to get on board. Like the show is, yeah, it's overproduced. It's different than Bravo, but it's so fucking funny. And like, it's so funny. Exhibit A <laughs> is that the main feud that's happening is Juliet and Kelsey are fighting about who's bikini line is more important and neither of these girls has done any hard work on this they're just hot girls who have instagram followings like it's so funny to say important like which which bikini line is more important bikini lines aren't important it's like and the fights are going like she doesn't even like bikinis like she didn't she like borrowed my bikini one time it like does she has no respect for bikinis and it's genius it's so i just don't even know how to describe how funny it is you just have to watch we'll post a clip of it on our instagram because that was a perfect perfect scene when juliet was talking shit to her friend and it's just like i i I couldn't i truly am like speechless like i couldn't write a scene (laughs) like that (laughs) yeah it's beyond yeah it's beyond if you pitch this scene everybody would be like no also we like we hear all of this like reality TV it can be bad for women. Real housewives can like paint a bad picture for women. Why is there not a group of men that is protesting how stupid Siesta Key makes <laughs> men look? The cast, uh, the male cast of Siesta Key, from fucking Brandon saying that pregnancy is eleven months oh long. My God. To Garrett saying the word scrum diddly umptious like fourteen times. Like this show has the dumbest like men in the world and it's so funny how have people not caught on to this why aren't people like protesting how dumb it makes them look i'm so surprised that julia is still dating this billionaire guy sam and they're living in like a fucking scarface cocaine white marble palace (laughs) it's amazing like it is he's like a robot no he's like so uncomfortable on camera and he just goes yeah 
to everything <laughs> she says. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Um, I just, this is a small detail, but when Juliet was hanging out with her friend, he brought like salads and wine over, which sounds like hell to me. Like if I'm going to be drinking Mm -hmm. wine, I better be eating something to soak up the wine. Not just like leaves. that's such a good point. I'm going to be so drunk, right? Yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good mix. I mean, like I've, as I, it sounds foreign to me because I've never had a salad in my life. So I'm just like, that doesn't, I can't wrap my head around that part alone. But you're right. What a bad, bad, bad combo. Um, And I think the, we had no idea, right, during the, the insane reunion it was like our first covid zoom union reunion right that brandon had that huge bomb drop that he had knocked this girl up and then blocked her on instagram right like a fucking idiot and has now this baby and, and also had- her she reached out to his mom that's how he found out he had a fucking baby <laughs> yeah beyond like in uh, I, and even all of this, the, st- the stage is set for, like, the most sort of really high-stakes drama that the show could have. And you still could not have a more weird theatrical scene than between this baby mama Delaney and him at the top of the episode. Like, how did that scene – It's I don't remember last time I felt so <laughs> – uncomfortable what was going on she was breastfeeding from both of her breasts like she (laughs) (laughs) and like it's just it's such an awkward it's just uh, uh, she's in one scene of the show and of all the points of the day when she's gonna come talk to Brandon they chose to make it when she was taking both like she has one of those breastfeeding bras on and she's taking one boob out and then she switches it over to the other boob and it's almost like she was leaving the other boob hanging so Brandon could just look at it and it was just just like and listen I love and I've already shouted about it on the pod I love a breastfeeding moment on TV but not when you are the creepiest person alive (laughs) and and like that's the only thing she was doing like I love seeing a multitasking mom who's just like shooting the scene talking about stuff and eating breastfeeding her baby like do that the fact that this is the stillest bitch I've ever seen on a television show like she didn't move a muscle she was so like maybe she's just the most like centered meditative person in the world but her she's so serene that it gets into it's terrifying to me yeah if Brandon's trying to talk to her and she goes I love having conversations with you (laughs) I love talking to you. It's like, what's happening? Yeah. I don't understand what her intentions are either. Like, I don't even know if she wants to be with him. She's clearly on the show, so she's here for something. If I'm Camilla, too, I'm looking at that girl like, are you fucking serious, Brandon? Yep. Uh, Yeah, I know. And it does – she had sort of a – when he said, you know, I lied to you, I lied to Camilla – and Delaney was like, don't talk about her. Don't talk about your ex. I was like, so are you guys, that was, the way she said it was like from the point, point of view of a current girlfriend, which she's not. They're like co-parenting. Yeah. Uh, which was all, which she, again, very terrifyingly said, we're going to be friends for life because of this. I was like, well, I'm not well that's not really, I mean, you're going to be co-parents for life, but I don't think you're going to yeah. be, you don't have to be friends. Like my you're parents less likely are to be certainly friends, not honestly. friends with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's also funny to see Brandon being like, "Oh yeah, like I've totally changed and I fucked up and whatever." And like, "Oh my god, I'm seeing my kid for the first time." It's like, there's how often are you holding your child and taking care of it? it doesn't seem like very often. 
Yeah, and he was like, I don't want you to think me not knowing how to do stuff is me not being excited about this. And I was like, <laughs> I feels exactly <laughs> like the same exact fucking thing, bro. The fact that he's like, I just because I don't know how to take care of a baby and I'm unwilling to do any research or prep or homework. And I don't and know it- how long they take to grow inside <laughs> of you. <laughs> Doesn't mean pregnancy, 10, 11 months. His mom was like, God damn it, Brandon. No, you know, it's not that. This is this is again. It's like a 90 day fiance situation. This is sort of your fault, girl. Like you're going to raise an adult son who's going to look you in the eye and say pregnancy is 11 months. Remember when his story last year was like he has to stop being a rapper and like work at his dad's like fucking (laughs) financial blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, you did what? Oh, okay. (laughs) So crazy. God, it's too good. Uh, You know what's interesting is that they obviously, and as we've, uh, you know, applauded MTV already, they like put this into the works as soon as humanly possible. I think knowing everything with Brandon and knowing all of the drama that's going on and that they've got such a gem of a show on their hands. But a lot seems to have happened in the time between last year's taping and now. Like, we've got Garrett in this like fully full relationship. Fucking Kelsey's a brunette and fixing her eyebrows, which is great. There's just a lot that seemed to to go down. Garrett and this is baby is a person, an MLM like creator and probably going to be like a cult leader. That's the vibe that I'm getting from Garrett with his supplement <laughs> sales. Um I'm just scared to take a Garrett supplement because I how is there not just accidentally some poison or shit in there? Like that guy is so dumb, (laughs) but I don't think he would purposely harm anyone, but I think there would be a huge potential accident with him in charge of anything that's going in anyone's body. He's so dumb. I love him. If you're listening, but I think you're incredibly dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I agree. I I love him too. I, I feel like everything out of his mouth is gold, but he's an idiot. He's a beautiful (laughs) idiot. Oh, Um, so beautiful. I love this new Chloe. She's just going to cry all season about, uh, getting healthy and changing other people's lives. (laughs) That's a good color for her. I love it. I love, uh, the idea that she's just like, I'm, I'm going vegan and I'm going to make you pay a monthly description subscription mm-hmm. to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's girl power to me. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I also like, I love when people are like, oh, I'm making $4,000 a month on my Patreon, but I like haven't broken even yet. And I'm like, what did you spend money on for an Instagram account and like a website? Like you're making $4,000 a month and that's not enough money to cover your expenses? I'm I'm unclear. Girl, eating vegan is expensive as fuck. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize they were paying for her food. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Um, and then Amanda's a filmmaker now, which I kind of love but also kind of want to fight her. I don't know. It just seems like a personal attack on me. And then she's, like, crying about her old dad with Madison, who's marrying, like, a creepy old producer, which I thought was really just kind of an amazing faux emotional beat for the episode. Yeah. that. But I that's the thing that it scoops you in by. I'm like, this is the, the funniest thing I've watched in a long time. Yeah. And then when they were having that sort of crying heart to heart, I was, like, here for it. I was like, oh, my God, she's right. It's going to be difficult. And then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I am here for the sad moment. It's hilarious. I love this show. I'm so excited to see what happens. Honestly, nothing could happen and I would still be so entertained, which is the magic of Siesta Key. So everyone, get on board. Get on it, you guys. It's just, and you're welcome for telling you. Uh, can we get into the the hills? Yes! 
I love the hills. Okay, look, I'm fully aware. I don't want you guys to think I'm a dummy. I'm fully aware that this show sucks, okay? And this is just like nostalgia porn. However. She's no Garrett, okay? She's yeah. no dummy. <laughs> However, I just want to say to any young people listening, Brody Jenner is the hottest man ever. And I will not hottest. hear any shit about it. He, no matter what he does, he's so cool and hot and I will always die in Brody Jenner's presence. Do you agree with me, Taylor? I'm upset you beat me to this because that was the number one thing that I really wanted to talk about. I kind of, it's it's disturbing to me how hot he is, how hot he's always been and how relentlessly hot he continues to be. And it's it's so funny. I am, I'm currently in Pennsylvania and I'm visiting Tony's family and I mentioned that I needed to watch The Hills before Friday and Tony's mom was like, I saw, I did see a little bit of that. And you know, it's like sort of not the best show and there's that guy who is he? He's so hot. Brody Jenner. Yes. I was like, yes. Tony's mom. <laughs> so she gets it. We all get it. He's so hot. And I'll even say I don't love the like middle part thing he's doing. No. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he does to his hair. It doesn't no. matter. It's just it's why it's bananas. What? How did you feel about this um, reunion scene? Re- very meta reunion of reunion. The reunion scene between Brody and Caitlin. You know, I appreciated it because when this was happening, I remember we were just like livid that we went, we were very disappointed at MTV that they didn't get that she was dating Miley Cyrus. And I feel like they even had like a banquet or whatever that Miley Cyrus was at. So I appreciated Caitlyn coming back on and sharing um, what that relationship was like for her. And I appreciated them sort of hashing it out and trying to be as honest as possible. I think it would have been more interesting if we could have gotten it in real time. But I'm glad they addressed it and didn't act like, you know, it didn't happen and just and just decided to, like, keep it private or whatever, you know? Yeah. I like the the sort of passive aggressive. It would have been a little bit better as if we, like, assume the <laughs> executives at MTV listen to us religiously and are, like, taking it like, well, we did, we did disappoint the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like her, um, like, uh, bustier strapless top in her confessional. I want to know where she got that from. It's pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. She what looks. What is looks great. happening with Audrina's face? Did you okay, figure good it out? Question. You texted me that before I had watched, and so I had you know my eyes peeled. I think it's one of two things, and they're both different. Either a baby face lift, or Botox around her upper lip Mm. because there's something that's I don't think she did anything huge but her face is a lot less mobile and I and I think when you get Botox around your mouth and it it limits the way that your mouth moves it makes it like makes your whole face look different so I don't know I do think though as much as I am like have notes and I'm curious she does look good to me she just looks different but I do think she looks good and I am so jealous and blown away that she like low-key started to hang with Brody and quote-unquote kissed him I know and is like not that into it going anywhere like what (laughs) why don't you just like literally how insulting could that be Audrina I think I've said this before but one of the best moments of my life is when she almost ran me over with her g-wagon at the Chateau Marmont and I just like will never stop talking about it it was so awesome I mean she's just she's like timeless like they were showing these flashbacks of her and I was like 
she's hot and she's chill and she's everything I'm not as a girl and I'm here for it. It'll never go out of style. She was wearing like a fucking, this is why boys like Brody like her. She's wearing like really fashionable stuff, but then she'll just throw a hoodie under like a plaid or like, what is it, gingham jacket and just like have her hoodie up with her like curls sort of messy on the side and Brody's like, what's up, Audrina? And you're, I'm just like not... Brody will never love me is what I'm trying effortless. to say. Effortless. Effortless. Uh, yeah. She's so cool. Meanwhile, you're like, we need to factor in some time for me to fix my hair after oh the my pod God. because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked it up this morning, you guys. <laughs> Alyssa's over here like, I fucked up my hair. And Audrina just throws up a hoodie and she's fucking amazing. It's true. It's true. She is. She is great TV. I, th- I did get a kick out of her. So Spencer and Heidi set her up on this date with Rod Stewart's son, Sean Stewart, right? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. And first of all, the date made me very uncomfortable, but I loved Audrina coming over and being like, I wanted to try on some outfits for you. And of course, it's just like a sexy, simple, sleek black top with jeans. Like, don't make a thing of it, Audrina. (laughs) Don't be like, I have to, I need to pick out my, you know what your fucking outfit is. And it's fierce and it's classic. And it's like. The fact that they talked about it pissed me off. I was like, just just, just do it, girl. And those champagne flutes that Heidi and Spencer drink out of make me so nervous. Yeah. They're like actual, like, trumpets. They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? And I love glassware, but that is a very nerve-wracking thing. Were they I'm, – I'm trying to remember. Were they the ones who pour the wine all the way to the top? Yes. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, there you go. They need a goblet of champagne all the time. I have to say, I really identify with Spencer Pratt. Like, his feelings, like, he was very much cast as the villain originally, and I'm so surprised with how honest he's been with, like, how fucked up he feels about everything. And watching him eat these pot pies, like, Heidi is in the hottest lingerie ever, and he's (laughs) spilling chicken pot pie on himself on the bed. And that's me. After he was just at a party being like, I'm going to stop eating chicken pot pies, you guys. (laughs) I really got to stop with this pot pie problem I've got. And the next night he's eating one off his belly. It's so cute. I I was going to ask you if you – so they're trying to get pregnant again, and Spencer says something like, well, you know, we had like a problem last year, or I guess not last year, when they had their first baby, Gunner, that Heidi was getting, was like really, right. really, really attached to Gunner. And was and she even herself was like, I had, I had some issues, like separation anxiety from my kid and all this stuff. And I thought that it was the first time ever that I had seen Spencer say something to Heidi that did really seem really kind of caring and thoughtful which was like I'm just concerned about you getting into that sort of obsessive place again and I don't want you to forget to take care of yourself yeah and it was uh but it was so the bar is also on the floor because while he was saying that it was riddled with like you already don't take care of me you don't care about me anymore (laughs) and he's like eating a pot pie so don't get me wrong there's I still have notes for Spencer he's not like the perfect boyfriend but not like this one who just walked me in a sandwich from Wawa, you oh guys. Oh, my God. Wait, just to give my credit, he also made me coffee and put it on the desk. So it's not a competition, Aww. Taylor, but we are in a competition. Okay, guys, so just take, if we're going to take a vote, who was the better <laughs> boyfriend today? The one who brought in a sandwich from Wawa or the cup of coffee? You guys decide. Uh, and neither are hotter than Brody Jenner. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> 
I was trying to keep those two things separate, but I'm just going to silently. I'm sorry. No, they both are. They're both way hotter than Brody Jenner. That's why we're with them. That's the point. Oh, man. Um, I I know that there were other shows, but I feel like these two premieres really just knocked them out of the park. Yeah. And that's not the right way to use that phrase. And we also have a spectacular interview today, so I just think we should get into it. Okay, great. Okay, well, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys, you should get fucking hyped for today's episode because we're diving into a reality show that is so iconic that we need two special guests to help unpack it. Today, we have joining us two co-hosts of a fellow reality TV slash comedy podcast called The Cast. Ray, Sani, and Jaquise Neal are here to talk about Flavor of Love. Thank you guys so much for coming on the pod. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you for having us. Let's, I mean, it's crazy that we haven't done it since it's like clearly, like I said, it's such a legendary show and I think really paved the way for a lot of reality in terms of like what we wanted to see, especially Mm -hmm. with just like characters. Like who knew that New York and Flava Flav and Pumpkin were like just what the doctor ordered. (laughs) <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, yeah, it is It is wild because this came out when I was prob- in college, I think, and it was just the right amount of trash TV that I needed, and I didn't know it. So it was like a perfect time to be watching people fawn over what has to be the ugliest man um, <laughs> that I I've seen. I saw on... Um... There's a for real like sort of the history of ra- reality television docu series happening, and they asked Flava Flav like if he wanted to have his own dating show, and he thought they meant like be on a dating show where he competes for a woman, and his response was like, "Well, no one's ever gonna pick me," and I thought that was so sad. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> And they were like, no, you get to pick. And he was so, he was like, I'm The Bachelor. Like, he was so excited by it, which I thought was very sweet. Well, that's kind of why I like Flavor of Love so much. So, like, I hate The Bachelor. Like, I know that that's blasphemy to some, but I don't enjoy it very much. And I realized, I think I enjoy Flavor of Love so much because it is subversive, even though it's problematic Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But it's like... Um, a guy like Flav, especially like a short, very dark skinned black man, is not gonna be, you know, the bachelor. Like right. we just had the first black one a full like seventeen years after Flavor of Love or something yeah. stupid mm-hmm. like that. So like it you saw a man who wouldn't normally be the object of desire for American women be the object of desire, even if it's a wink and ironic. And then you saw women who wouldn't normally be the women that the object of desire for American women would be going after. Like, Mm. New York is not going to get cast on a dating show that isn't for black people. So... Mm -hmm. I love it. I realize that it's very problematic. I watched the reunion like last week, the first season reunion last week, and my God. <laughs> 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 Woo! They it's are transphobic. 
because yeah. they're they they say some wild stuff. They are so dressed down at this reunion. Like it's so crazy to see like the time capsule from like two thousand six or whatever because it's like they're people who do reunions now like real real housewives or whatever these women are in full pageant gowns mm-hmm. and tiaras and all of that and on the first season reunion of flavor of love lala is in like <laughs> in jeans and like a knot shirt or something some shirt she could tie on her it's like it's 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 it was it's cool to see how much TV has changed, but also like how ahead of its time that show was, and how behind its time. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? To, they're like I I think all of these women are so inspiring because they go so fucking hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of unclear why. Like I'm like <laughs> because they were also the first of this type of show. So while right. there's some moments that I'm like. You, I will just go, oh, well, they're trying to have the most iconic reality TV fight ever. I'm like, mm-hmm. do they even have the context for it? Because they were one of the first huge reality shows of this yeah. nature. Like, so how did they, what, why are they going, bringing so much? They didn't need to give it to us. And man, it's what a gift that they did. Because <laughs> I, I think, you know, like now everybody's, okay, so like this is 2006. Real World was a show, you know, Big Brother had become a show, Survivor and all these things, but there was still a hint of this is a reality show, these are, this is a social experiment. I think The Bachelor was a show at that point as well, too, but even the first few seasons of The Bachelor were still, these are people really trying to find love. And then you put this show on TV, and it's a black-ass show, and it is not only a black show, this is still you know, 15, 16 years ago, hip-hop is still, like, in its upswing as far as, like, taking over the music world. Uh, you know, and you put that on TV, they didn't know what They was just like, yo, we just gonna come be ourselves. And it was the right amount of spice and drama that mm-hmm. I don't think they knew what they had because they didn't, mm-hmm. they weren't trying to be on a reality show. They were just, yeah. like, there. I I truly don't even know if any executives at VH1 like watched the cuts of the show before they went on the air because mm-hmm. people are like accidentally shitting in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and they're just like talking about it and leaving it in. Like it's not even like yeah. oh there was a rumor that someone got really no. ill. No, it's like fully There's in the poop show on the stairs. There's yeah. poop it's- on the stairs. And that's part of the episode. And you're like, what? And, and Flav kept her. And Flav kept her. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So it's like, that was like the first time I think I was cognizant of producer interference, really. Because it's like, <laughs> there's no way that a man would keep a woman who shat on his floor while yeah. he's having a party and giving his other girlfriend's roses or clocks yeah. or whatever. That's absurd. Yeah, no, she would have she went home. I'm not going to lie. She would have went home like, yo, baby girl. I feel sorry for you. Listen, go get that checked out, but uh, we're going to have to go ahead and send you home yeah. today. Yeah, it's I like everybody him. everybody poops, but it's like, man, like, I'm sorry that today you were human and I have to hold it against you, but you do not stay <laughs> in my house yes. and take a shit on my floor. No, ma'am. Not only did that happen, but he, like, goes to the door of the bathroom and talks to her while she's still <laughs> trying to figure out what's happening. And I'm like, you know, we could take a break and, like, let her disappear and come back. It's And this show has so much, like, just silly shit like that. Like, I remember there was one episode where, and I 
don't remember this on other reality shows where they had to cook for Flavor Flav's mom. And, <laughs> and let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. I don't know if y'all know. Ray, I know you know. But, you know, cooking for the cooking for black mamas is, is a big deal. Because they ain't going to tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to tell you the truth about your shit. And, like, this woman cooked some raw chicken. One of the chicks cooked some raw chicken. Oh, <laughs> my God. And I was like, this is not something that's on any other show right now. This is the right amount of ratchet before we knew what ratchet was. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting, like, that moment in particular, because, like, the woman that put the chicken in the microwave and then served it raw to Flav's mom is, <laughs> is, is hottie. And it's so fascinating because part of the reason that Hottie got sent home from the show is because there was um, one of the girls, Red Oyster, she snitches to Flav, like, Hottie had been on other reality shows. And so it's like, it's so crazy because we're so early on in the reality TV of this kind game that it was offensive to everyone that Hottie was there for TV. When, like... Now, we all know what the game is, but back then we were still pretending that that we were, like, watching these women be in love with Flav and that they weren't just getting on TV to become famous. Like, they kicked one girl off because she kept talking about how she was a model, and it's just like, whoa. Like, half, like more than half of the cast wasn't was pretending not to be there for a TV show and I think like New yes. York and New York and Hottie were like the only two people who were aware that they had to make a show and even then it seems like New York's genius is like not accidental but even she didn't seem to know quite what she was bringing it was just like genius magic that happened you know what I mean yeah and it's, she it's, yeah she definitely knew the role she was playing in terms of like creating a great story to watch I just don't think she knew what a fucking star she yeah was. Like, like she, she had didn't, no fucking clue what I she didn't she know was. she was the prototype exactly like there you know she changed the game like I don't know necessarily that you know we'd be as receptive to like you know, women villains on reality TV if you didn't have a Omarosa or a New York, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I'm, like, really... I'm, I'm so glad... You know, she taught me what I like in women uh, on television. Like, that's cool. I love that you brought up, too, that, that they did kind of use previous reality show careers against them because it's what my favorite line and, like, one of, the, one of my favorite lines, I'll say, in the whole fucking series <laughs> is... New York calls out Pumpkin for being mm-hmm. on old reality shows and she mm-hmm. had been on like Dating Game and she had been on all these reality things and she had been on literally six shows and of course <laughs> then Flavor sends her home and it's so funny to hear she goes Pumpkin's talking to the camera and she goes she called me an aspiring actress which I am but who the fuck is she and it was so good I was like that is my favorite moment maybe ever to just be like I an aspiring actress okay I am that, but what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what do you mean? And while she's genius. while she's while she's choking on her breath because she's trying to force tears, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, genius. Yeah. And it it kind of along those lines, like it kind of makes the show like twice as funny because. I, like I said, I was watching the reunion last week, and half of the time I was like, does Flav know if this is real or not? Like, does Flav, <laughs> like, 
Because it's like, it's like flame. There was one moment where, like, Hottie, the woman who tried to kill his mom with uh, raw chicken. So at one point, you know, like, they watch back the show, and I guess the reunion is where they get to confront these people. And Flav is so angry at Hottie because she kept saying, like, this is my house, this is my mansion, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, does Flav know that she's playing a gold digger? Like, that this, this is a role on the show. He was like, a girl. Aggressively mad at her. I was like, does he know that's not his mansion? Like, does Flame know this is not real? <laughs> and, and I don't so, think like, he did, right? I don't think he and did. <laughs> and so it makes it makes this more hilarious to me because by season two and season three, like the women seem to know that this is not real. And I still can't t- tell if Flav thinks it's real until like the last moment of the reunion on season three where he reveals that he secretly had a long-term girlfriend the whole time. <laughs> yeah, what is he? Is he still with that woman, do we think? What do we think? I, I have no idea because he didn't talk about his like current romantic situation on, on Grown Up Hip Hop, uh, but I know he lives in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's right. That that's, that feels right to me. That, yeah, okay, right. Honestly, and um, I hope he's still holding on to like some hair, like how Coolio is still holding on to the two oh. braids. <laughs> I hope Flavor Flav is still holding on to like a couple of I, braids. He too. might be. He might be. He had a hat on. He had a hat on. I think the whole season, if I remember correctly. Okay. So yeah. So he probably has like a couple strands hiding underneath it. He didn't go full bald or anything that we could see. No. Okay. <laughs> the logistics of him starring in three seasons of this show is yeah. so hilarious absurd. to me. Like you it's never absurd. like there's a reason why we rotate The Bachelor because fucking 65 women is like a lot for people to take <laughs> in. But it turns out it's also amazing and I yeah. kind of wish that we would just stick with one chronic bachelor who has no reason to settle down if they'll get another season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right. like, yo, you know, like, yo, this season, this season of women didn't work out. Go ahead and run that next season. Like that. <laughs> Isn't I that absurd? It's so, it's so fair and so funny and I think very, like, on the nose to give everybody these insane nicknames like there's nothing funnier to me than when he looks at the woman who he ultimately names oyster and she whispers (laughs) under her breath please don't call me oyster and he goes i'm gonna call you oyster and she's like all right okay great and just like you know on every other show with any kind of cast this size that there is nicknames behind the fucking camera that there are like ways that people are remembering people with nicknames and for flavor Flav to just be like i'm gonna give you i'm gonna call you pumpkin i'm gonna call you hoops is so funny and weird and bizarre and i just like think it's such a funny necessary part to the show and very black too like it's so like nicknames i mean nicknames is something for everybody but like i don't nobody call me jackies in my house like my family like you know like it's like whatever your nickname is that shit's gonna stick and it's, and how you got it is gonna be some weird story that don't make no sense like that is how a nickname comes up what's a good nickname that. for you jackies uh, I mean, well, listen, my whole family calls me Boo. Uh, so Aww. that's not like, you know, that's not like a nickname. But, like, my aunt, her father calls her Fat. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> <that's> her 
Wow. And that's just her nickname. And it's not because she's like overweight or anything. She's not. But like when she was a baby, she was chunky. And he was just like, hey, fat. And like that's what he calls her. He just says, what's up, fat? How and you how, doing, fat? How's she doing? Is she okay? She's, yeah, she's struggling with now. Okay. She's all right. She's okay. She's okay. <laughs> She's good. They love each other. They love each other. Do you guys have a have a nickname that you would hope or a genre of a nickname even ballpark that you think Flavor Flav would give you upon seeing you in the house? Ooh. Mm. Um uh going in like in line with uh Jackie's noting that black people give certain nicknames. There's usually a, I'm very thin and there's usually a nickname that I get which is just slim. Mm. And mm-hmm. and I'm I'm lighter skinned, and people usually comment on that. So I might get yellow or light bright or something, something like that. Or slim, <laughs> or slim, or slim yellow. Slim yellow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> pencil, something yeah. like that. Yeah, pencil, pencil. Okay, I see that. You uh, could win oh, with sli- that name. You could win with that name. I like it. Pencil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. You know what? Like. Everybody always, you know, when I was in high school, and they made me cognizant of it, so I tried not to as much. But everybody would always be like, Jaquez, why are you smiling so much, man? Like, <laughs> stop showing your teeth. So I feel like my nickname would be Teeth or some shit like that. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, That's just a good you know, one. Yeah, what's That's up, Teeth? Like, that would be yeah. my nickname. That's what Flav would call me. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I just dyed my hair, like, very, very blonde. And so uh-huh. I feel like that would just be, that's just real, I think, easy material for. Like, he might call you like, Storm. Yeah. He might, call you, he might call you Platinum, something like that. Ooh, oh my God, you guys, if Flavor Flav called me Platinum, I would take over the world. That <laughs> <laughs> I love that's Platinum. Empowering. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I feel I like it. we should take a brief minute to relive the Pumpkin New York fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a complete episode without going through. Do you guys no. want to break it down for people who haven't seen it? And I really honestly question your judgment if you listen to this podcast and you have not seen that. But. <laughs> right after you. You, you, got, yeah. you got it down. Um, so basically, you know, it's the meeting the family episode of Flavor of Love, which they have on every dating show. And uh, so we meet Pumpkin, Hoopses, and New York's family. And Pumpkin's mom um, accidentally lets it slip that uh, Pumpkin has been on other reality shows. And, you know, New York kind of makes it hot, basically, and sort of kind of beats into Flav that he needs to send Pumpkin home. She's trash. She's not here for Flav. That's a common phrase they use on that show. Not here for Flav. You're not really here for Flav. And uh, when nobody's there for Flav, except for maybe New York, she might have been the only person on that show there for Flav. Anyway, so um, so then uh, I guess New York had been antagonizing the whole cast by that point, and the cast who was experiencing it didn't quite know that it was genius, so they let her get under their skin and lost their minds. And so uh, Flav kicks Pumpkin out because she's been on reality shows and Pumpkin throws a tantrum. She's mad at New York and can't believe that Flav dumped her for New York. And so New York starts talking shit while Pumpkin's getting dumped, and then Pumpkin turns around and spits in New York's (laughs) face. And it lands, I think on the side of New York's face and, like, in her uh, hair. And so New York tries to fuck her up, but can't get to her. 
Pumpkin mm-hmm. Pumpkin runs away and security, you know, does their thing. And uh New York is furious and Flav is also furious because to anybody, but particularly black folk, getting spat on is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so Flav was you And it know, was kind a big of, ass spit too. It was a yeah, huge it was like a spit. It was, it was a loogie. loogie. Yeah. It was a loogie. And uh, Flav was sort of like trying to be nice to Pumpkin. But then once Pumpkin spat on New York, Flav is like, all right, fucked up. That was fucked up, Pumpkin. You shouldn't have did that. And so New York, <laughs> New York is like, New York's like, oh, oh, my God. Does that mean I could go hit her? Because for some reason, she thought that Flav thus gave her permission to beat Pumpkin's ass. And they had to stop her from getting uh, Pumpkin. But fortunately, uh, New York almost gets her at the reunion. Um, yeah. But also, mm-hmm. universally, everybody was on New York's side. Like, yeah. I think that was, that was, I think that was the moment that New York became, like, a villainous hero. Because I think yeah. up until then, up until then, like, even me, you know, I didn't like New York until, like, maybe the end of that season, maybe reunion, maybe, you know, the next season. It's like, we didn't know what we were getting. Like we said already, New York was the prototype. So, like, I didn't know before this fight what new york was delivering but like during this fight like all of america was like no what the fuck is pumpkin doing so (laughs) i think it was the that was the turning point that's what made new york a hero because like even in that when she's genuinely mad right like new york seems to always be cognizant that she's on a tv show but like she got genuinely pissed off because this lady just spat on her and she's still making a TV moment of it, like mm-hmm. pretending to think that Flav gave her permission and like running after her after that. It was brilliant. She was just and like, talking about, oh, oh, oh breath stank. Yeah, breath she stank. made it. She's talking. She's pretending she can spell like the saliva. <laughs> like it, it's, it's great. Like she's brilliant. You know, yeah. it's, it's was... exactly that. The like joining her side, going from like watching New York and just being in the audience to like after that spit, you are like behind New York being like, go fuck get her New York that's insane that happened to you this was I I said this on our show but this was New York Stone Cold Steve Austin moment this was when you know this was when you know when you're when you're a heel and nobody Mm -hmm. likes you and you do something you was like god damn they're so good and everybody gets behind you and now you got the Mm -hmm. whole crowd behind you this was Tiffany New York's Pollard's 316 moment and it was beautiful because you wanted her to kick her ass and you <laughs> yeah. wanted her to kick her ass at the reunion i'm still mad at the security guard for not letting her get one through for the culture letting her get one punch through real pumpkin i'm still <laughs> mad about that but this was her this was her moment where she became she was a heel but she became the baby face but unlike other bad baby faces she still kept her heel tendencies and right. that's what make good fucking yeah. characters when you yeah. keep your tendencies um, but also, like, in contrast to Hoops, like, you know, when we were, like, kids, you know, Hoops kind of had, like, the hood Disney princess thing going on where she's yeah. like, she was just so pretty. Yeah. And she was just so sweet, you know? And, like, as a grown-up, I'm like, she's so boring! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's super boring. She's su- super boring. And, like, honestly, I don't really remember much about Hoops. I, like, I know, like... Other than basketball. That's yeah, literally it. Basketball and, I and she dated Shaq. The name. Yeah. I was going to ask... So- I would love to be proved wrong if this is 
because I want to know what else is of this level. But like maybe the New York pumpkin fight and this spit is one of the first times in reality TV we got the slow mo instant replay. Yeah. Right? Like I, I like that has to it. be one of the I first can't times. Before that. I can't right? remember I... before that, especially in the non competition show. Well, yes. this was a competition, but in a non like physical, uh, physical competition. competition show. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanna be in that room. Like we talk so much about like editors really making reality T V and like creating fun story and having such a smart sense of humor and I like want to be a fly on the wall and that editor is like I'm gonna treat this like it's like uh, the fucking Super Bowl and I'm going yeah. to replay this 14 times in slow-mo from every angle we have because yeah. it's the most important thing that's maybe ever happened well like, you know treat it that way you know what happened after they did that pumpkin tried to you know when after a couple years he tried to say you know I'm not this terrible person that everybody makes me out to be she had the audacity the audacity <laughs> To say that that spit was digitally added to the no! fucking episode. No! I swear. I no! swear. I swear it's she did. It's a deep fake loogie. It's a deep fake. She had Shut the audacity up. to say that it was digitally enhanced. Oh my God. My blood is boiling. <laughs> did, v, did, did VH1 even have the money to digitally enhance no! back then? No. Absolutely not. A reality show wouldn't have the money to do that shit now. <laughs> I would love whoever pooped to be like, I'm just going to say it as I, I did poop. That wasn't yeah. digital. Yeah. That was yeah, my that was Oh, no, she point. did. She, I, it was so crazy because um, it was, like, very clear, right, that, like, f- production told Flav to keep the pooper around. I think it was something. <laughs> something was her name? Yeah. So then he, he tells something. He keeps something around. And the explanation that I think he gives for keeping something around is that, like, she was like bold enough to own it. I can't no. believe that they sold it to us like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I have a feeling every week Flav went to production and was like, "Can I get rid of it this week?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They was like, "Nah, nah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait." <laughs> yeah, I think he had to keep her around for two or three more weeks after that. Yeah. But but when he finally let her go, like he really did, just go. I can't forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> He also was like, he was really dating all of these girls, it feels it's, like. It's weird, because I can't tell. Again, I'm just like, does Flay think this is real? Like, are, like he definitely fucked New York in hoops, right? Like, he yeah. definitely did, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, is he, like, by season two, you know, do the girls actually fuck him or are we all aware that it's just the show we're all pretending we fucked him or like what are we doing you know what i mean you know i'm sure he clapped like at least a couple cheeks like in season two maybe delicious (laughs) delicious and what was that girl who was a singer that new york says you should have just sat there and ate your food i can't remember her name can't remember her I think she made it to top three. But, yeah, like, it was, uh, you know, like, I think those girls might have slept with him, but they were the ones who got, like, the most camera time. You know, we thought he'd bring them to the end. But I wonder if he's having sex with people he let go, like, third episode, you know? Well, (laughs) you know, I feel like some people in 2006 might have thought that was, like, a good stepping stone for their career. Mm -hmm. And so I can't Can you imagine thinking fucking (laughs) Flavor Flav was going to get you somewhere? I I can't imagine it. And I don't have the best judgment uh, when it comes to men sometimes. So, you know, I can't get in that. You would Wait, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Talk about, talk about. So, it's 2006. How... 
Okay, we are we are. Let's say we're twenty four. It's mm-hmm. two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. You yeah. no no no. Let's make you a little younger. Because if I was twenty two, if we're being really yeah, honest, yeah yeah. Okay, okay, so like if you're twenty two, and you've just landed in Los Angeles, and you know like you're beautiful, you're stunning, you're gonna be famous. It's just taking longer than you thought. And then somebody spots you at a coffee shop and they're like, hey, I'm a recruiter for yeah. VH1. And, you know, you you are stunning. You're like, oh, my God, me? Yeah, of course. And then they're like, we think you'd be perfect for our dating show. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, me, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> and the guy that we are going to set you up with is a hype man from a group that never really did a lot of numbers going mainstream. <laughs> and and the dude says he's 5'6", but we should really think 5'3". You doing it? You smashing <laughs> okay, him? Okay, I am very susceptible to competition, so if someone else <laughs> wants something, then I will be like, well, if you they want, want it. it, then I want it, and you I'm better. It. And then second of all, if you... Look, I have dated just not even mildly famous musicians and the second they get on stage i'm just ready to do whatever to the drummer yeah. so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. this true. guy that's was actually true. famous i think you you know just the it's, that's true it starts to all click into place we all like comedy we know we've you know we've yeah. had, we've seen some people on stage who we wouldn't you know yeah you know, give the time of day to and they make you yeah. chuckle a little bit you're like hmm yeah, I wonder are they sheets clean? You yeah. know, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that comedy dick. That uh, oh, it performs. Yeah, yeah there's that, a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it performs dick. It performs dick. I already said yeah. if he called me platinum on camera, I would do anything. You would so. smash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, like actually, I'm proud of myself. Platinum is a fire fucking. It really yeah, is. You should, yeah, you I should can't be calling more serious that. about how cool it is. Yeah, you should just walk around telling people that you are a platinum. Do that. Do that. I'm a cosign. You can go back into SAG and change your name. Go ahead and do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Maybe you can have like an alter ego, like how Beyonce had like Sasha Fierce or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can have platinum, and that could be like the person who does your OnlyFans or whatever. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wait, can you can you tell us how how did you guys meet and how you just started your podcast this year? Yeah. Can you tell us all yeah. about it? Uh, I, I, I'll take I'll take the beginning of this at least. We actually met Ray was a guest on my show culture kings um she was a multiple time guest and then at the beginning so yeah that's how we met we you know we became homies but at the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was bored at the crib and i Mm -hmm. feel like more than ever more people started to admit that they loved the challenge on social media Mm -hmm. and me and ray were talking about the challenge and i swear it was just like would you would you do a podcast? Would you do a podcast? I would. I would. And then within like three days, we like had a yeah, podcast. Yeah, we got it together. We got it together, and we started a podcast called The Deliberation, which is about the challenge. And then uh, we were approached by Headgum to come up with a reality show 
based podcast and uh that's how we got it rocking so mm-hmm. we met on the podcast and we we keeping that podcast that's love so going cute that's so similar to Alyssa and i were like we we met we realized we watched so many of the same shows and then we were just like texting each other back and forth religiously and like making mm-hmm. each other laugh of talking about real housewives of beverly hills or whatever and then mm-hmm. i was like let's we should let's fucking do a podcast isn't it like isn't it crazy so you know like I'm obsessed with basically everything Bravo, and, you know, so you talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just made my ears perk up, but, like, (laughs) it's crazy how many friendships of mine Mm -hmm. have been started talking about these shows, have been, you know, sustained because I'm gossiping about people that I won't get in trouble for gossiping about, like, yeah. it's it's weird and you know like you learn so much about people based on which characters they're drawn to and why they're attracted to certain people why they side with certain people in certain conflicts and like like even you know just yesterday like I was talking to a childhood friend she just texted me to talk about Big Brother Canada because yeah. she's the only person who she I'm the only person she can think of who also watches Big Brother Canada like that's crazy to me that I'm talking to this person that I met when I was 11 because we both think that we both think this guy that is hot on Big Brother Canada that's what we're texting about (laughs) like 25 years later something stupid like that and so like um, yeah like I don't know reality TV I'm so glad that it's old enough a genre now that we can like take it seriously because I remember there used to be a stigma you know, people used to make fun of, especially straight dudes, if straight dudes watched it. Mm-hmm. Like, people used to trash women. Used to be, like, condescending and misogynistic mm-hmm. about, you know, us consuming it. And I just love that, like, reality TV has, like, changed the conversation about women. People in particular, like, people in general, but women in particular on television. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just changed the way that women are talking to each other. Like, I swear to God, I'm always, like, finding like learning empathy for women different from me from finding myself in love with people I would never engage in real life or you know rooting for people that I would never root for otherwise and like I know that's so weird it's so weird to to say that like bravo has made me a more (laughs) empathetic person but like it has you know and I wish more people would it's it's funny because like you know one thing that you know, like television, we are in a golden age, and and I think the shows that really stick out because there's so much content now are the shows that I call like the water cooler shows, right? Uh, the shows that you're gonna tell or or appointment TV. Uh, they, those are kind of the same in my opinion. Like shows that we are gonna watch when they come out or very soon after they come out, and because we gotta talk about them, right? Mm-hmm. And and while like. We may not have the water cooler. Social media has made a lot of reality shows mm-hmm. water cooler appointment yeah. TV. Like I can't go on. I can't go online when the challenge is on or within 24 hours of it going on because it'll get spoiled for me and I'll mm-hmm. be pissed. Yeah. You know because everybody's gonna talk about it and like it's live threads and live tweets and things like that. Like reality tv today especially with the help of social media has become appointment water cooler television and i think it's pretty dope mm-hmm. yeah do you guys want to come on every week and just repeat this <laughs> exact thesis for us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i got you i got you same time is same it channel? weird 
Is it weird to take it this seriously? Is it weird? No! <laughs> you're like, what? That's our whole lives! No, I love I it so much. It's exactly, it's... We, I fucking love to hear it because it's like so very much how Alyssa and I feel and everything that makes this, yeah, like a fun community and something that's like bringing people together and something to talk about. And it's like, while also being downright pure entertainment where someone is spitting <laughs> on another person. It's so yes. good. How do you yeah. get better it's than also, that? It's, it's also like sneakily, like for me, because human beings are unpredictable. They are predictable and not at the same time. And like, it's cooler, I guess, than reality, than scripted television for that reason. It's like, why, like no one would script pumpkin spitting mm-hmm. on New York in that mm-hmm. moment. Like no one would. And no one would script New York making it funny, you know? And like... <laughs> Yeah. But like pe- people don't do what you expect them to do and that's magical, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And- you guys, thank you so fucking much for coming on and that everybody go listen to the cast uh which is a headgum podcast that you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts, right? Yep, yep, anywhere. Anywhere you get them. Yeah. We'll get anywhere it you, you get them. And then do you guys mind can you plug your uh Instagram handles for the- for everybody? Um, yeah. yeah, sure. I'm Rafizzle87, R-A-F-I-Z-Z-L-E, as lame as it sounds, and Raysani <laughs> on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm at Jackie Snail on everything, so J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. That's where you can find me. And do you guys have uh, anything else you want to plug going on in your lives now that like the world is happening again, sort of? Um... And I got, I'm doing, I'm hosting the after show for the MTV Movie Awards this weekend. So that'll be fun. People check Woo-hoo. that out. Yeah. That's so sick. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. So watch the MTV Movie Awards or MTV Awards this weekend for Jockeys. And if you have time, watch a Black Lady Sketch Show Hell around yeah. season two. Um, and I wrote on that season, both seasons. So, um, yeah, w- stream the first season because I like money. And then yeah. s- watch and watch the second season because it's good. And I also still like money. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be watching <laughs> and you'll be watching an Emmy nominated writer. Do they work? So watch Ooh. it. Watch it. We like that. Wow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was way, way too fun and just like we're clearly soul sisters of podcasts all of <laughs> Love together. Love uh, it. All right, can we all do one flavor flave as we head out? <laughs> okay. okay, I'll of count course. us in. Three, two, one. Flavor flavor. <laughs> <laughs>